Yes, hello there and welcome to Join Up Darts. This is an archive show, which means that I'm not here at the moment, but it's, it's all pre-recorded. But it does give you just a glimpse of what's been happening on the iTunes number one business entrepreneur show since we launched. Now, this show is different and you'll hear laughter, tears, shocking stories, real life turmoil, and of course, the kind of success blueprint that will change your life forever. If you want the dream life, then all the answers are here. Now, these are the old episodes, so to get right up to date listening to the latest stuff, then simply search Join Up Dots, click subscribe, and never miss an episode again. And of course, over at joinupdots.com, you can get instant access to our free 12-day podcasting course or loads of amazing free downloads to kickstart your own entrepreneurial journey, all made by my own fair hand. So let's get on with the show. You've got a lot of catching up to do after all. Enjoy. When we're young, we have an amazing, positive outlook about how great life is going to be. But somewhere along the line, we forget to dream and end up settling. Join Up Dots features amazing people who refuse to give up and chose to go after their dreams. This is your blueprint for greatness. So here's your host, live from the back of his garden in the UK, David Ralph. Yes, good morning to you. Good morning to you, everyone across the world, whoever is listening to Join Up Dots and feeling inspired, feeling motivated to change their life. You have come to the right place. It's episode 95, which is quite exciting, of course, but it's also the 1st of August. Who can believe that we are moving into another month? And I've got five more episodes until I hit the big hundred. And I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with the big hundred, but I've got a few ideas and it's going to be a belter and probably it won't be as good as this show because I've been talking to the lady off air and this is going to be a belter as well because she's got so much experience in so many different areas I really don't know what I'm going to talk to her first about. So let me introduce to you, um, she's a lady that I've wanted to have on the show it seems from the very beginning of doing Join Up Dots. She was recommended to me by one of my all-time favourite guests August Chirac who actually appeared way back on episode four. If you if you haven't gone back that far in the archives jump back because it's a belter it's a really good episode that one and afterwards he said to me David do I have a guest for you and I said who is that August and he said I will connect you and that was months and months and months ago so I'm absolutely delighted to finally get her on the show she's the CEO and founder of True Change Consultants whose tagline releasing the potential in people means she's perfect for this show she spent her professional life transforming organizations through people nurturing talent and human potential in order to successfully deliver strategic business change. In the last 20 years, she's held top posts in telecommunications, IT, web and media and um, FTSE 500 companies. And quite simply, she knows the limitations we set on ourselves. She knows how to break those barriers down and help us dream big and feel inspired. So it's with great pleasure that I bring onto the show to start joining up the dots of her life, the one and only Elise Coit. How are you today, Elise? Fantastic, David. Thanks for having me. It's lovely to have you on. And it has seemed so long since I first bashed out an email to you um, from also August Tarak's recommendation to say, come on the show. So you must officially be the world's busiest lady. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I don't know about that. I do travel a lot and I have, I have a lot going on. It's very funny because I'm writing a third book and... Uh, 
a very dear friend and a lovely, lovely man named Robert Holden. And those of you who listen in the UK probably know Robert Holden. He's just a, a wonderful, wonderful person. And um, he once said to me, you know, you ever notice how when you say hello to people, you say, how are you? And the response is, busy. <laughs> mm. I'm busy. You know, like that's a good response to how are you. So, I, I, I was thinking about that yesterday when I was finishing the first draft of the book and I was thinking, yeah, that's really true. You know, we kind of have got so busy that our priorities, our joys, our loves, our, the things we, we remember really juiced us up seem so far away. And, uh, you know, so it's just a, a kind of a catchword that I'm I'm reflecting on this whole thing of busy right now. Well, I'm looking at a picture of you on my um, show notes, and you you look relaxed, laying on a sofa. You you look like you're having the time of your life, and um, you should be having a time of your life because you have travelled the world. And I understand at the moment you are living in San Diego, California. Would I be right? Yes, yeah. I lived in the UK and in Europe for all my adult life, and my mother was living here in California. She moved here just shortly after I left for the, the States to move to, to Europe. So, uh, 30 years, I think, all in total, I was gone, and she lived here. So, I used to come to San Diego, and then one day I was in the UK, and I thought, you know what? I'm, I think I'm going to move to San Diego and be close to her and we've been hanging out and having fun ever since <laughs> it is it is one of those amazing places that i wish i've only been there once for one day and i was doing a road trip from la down to where was i going to phoenix and we stopped there for one day and i don't think uh -huh. I, I really got the true san diego vibe because so many people especially in the entrepreneurial world that i speak to they live in san diego and especially the, the online movers and shakers there seems to be a movement as far as i can see it's either boulder colorado or san diego are you aware huh. that sort of that kind of vibe is going on there i don't think i am no i i've uh, a few people i've met that have come for conferences have said things about some marketers and people being down here but no i'm i'm like blissfully ignorant <laughs> <laughs> So, so with August Chirac, can I sort of bring him into the conversation? Because he was an yeah. amazing inspiration to me because mm -hmm. he came on episode four before I had any audience, before I went live or, or anything. And I remember him because he's a, a supremely professional guy. He was asking me questions about my reach and my audience figures and all that kind of stuff. And I said to him beforehand, I said, to be honest, I haven't got one. I haven't recorded a show. You're my second ever show, and I've got no listeners. I've got nothing. And I could hear him pause for a moment. And then he went, nope, that's fine. Let's do it. And he just was hugely inspirational. And afterwards, he sort of helped me get my feet going, really, and connected me with other people. Has he been sort of inspirational in your life? How, how did the August Chirac um, sort of connection apply to you? Yeah, Augie is now a dear friend, and I'm I'm lucky just to be able to say those words um, and to ha to have someone like him in my life. Um, I am not even remembering right now the first time I heard of him. I th I think it was on LinkedIn, but I'm not a hundred percent. But I had a complete. Uh, I get this with people. I just have a. I get drawn to people. And uh, I contacted him. I had a radio at 
show at the time, and it was called a it was called a new way to handle absolutely everything. And one of the things I had never talked about was a topic that he was writing about. And uh, at that time, he had won the Templeton Prize for his essay, Brother John. And I read it, and I remember I like shared it with everyone that I knew. It was just really, really uh, impactful to me, and and the whole story interested me. So I contacted him to talk about it on the radio. And then by the time we talked, he'd um, published a book and all kind, you know, the business secrets of the Trappist monks. And we've just always connected. I think we we both have a sense that there is a side to business that um, if we put our attention on it, on the human spirit, that uh, would really make a difference and it's like the missing link in business you know there's where we say we're talking about and thinking about the human dimension and the human spirit but really it's it's uh i don't know if it's just uh the the i don't i don't exactly know why but i don't i don't think that we are and overall i don't think businesses are i think we are we know businesses are made of people and not business we know that people um have these rich creative um, spirits and lives and yet we you know we kind of live and work in business as if it didn't matter that people came to work and feel kind of deadened by the experience and I think August and I both feel that it does matter and it, it mattered to us it mattered to me when I managed a division at BT at at British Telecom, and, and you being in the UK, you'll be very familiar <laughs> with the British Telecom. But, you know, it's a, it's a Fortune 500 company, the, over 100,000 people around the world, and I worked for them both in London and here in the US. And what I saw there is not un, unlike what you'd see anywhere, which is super, super, super talented people, just really amazing experience amazing knowledge amazing amazing people are amazing aren't they They're, we're amazing we are amazing I, i'm particularly amazing do you know that it, i know no i suspected <laughs> that might be true in fact i think now we know it's out your secret's out so look out listeners i'm going to record that David's and have a, that as my wake up alarm every morning and right. is saying David. to me you're amazing before <laughs> i even jump out of bed well, you know, nobody has to tell you because we know inside that we are more than we live every day. I think everyone has a sense of that. I really do. I think everyone has a sense that that within them they are a greater thing than they actually um, kind of live, experience, and, and um, have a sense of day to day. Like, I, I think that's a really interesting thing I've noticed about people and the moment you connect in like if you connect in a conversation and you're talking about the human spirit um, someone's deepest desires um, their dreams and hopes for themselves you know not the ones that they're all depressed and about because they don't think they can ever happen but the ones they just hold as you know I've always been really good at this or i've always i've always just loved motorcycles you know or something you know you can feel those yeah, little threads absolutely. in people and and they they know that in relation to this rich inner life they're often you know living a lesser version of themselves and so people love to come alive and and 
and and connect <laughs> I'm going to say connect the dots but it's a, it's really just we know this we really 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 know this we haven't forgotten who we are and then we have a conversation or we read a book or we talk to someone like August and suddenly we're reconnected with the feeling like yeah I'm, you know, I am more than I think I am on any given day. There is more going on in me. And uh, it's a beautiful place to be working and focused and looking in in life. And, and I, you know, I get the chance to do that. And so does Augie. So we get to get together and talk about how much we care about that. It's, it's a fascinating um, thread that's been running through this show. Because when I created it, I kind of just threw ideas together. And fortunately, these ideas have seemed to kind of find their feet and they're running with us. But one of the things that I was I struck lucky with was the tagline. And I created it and it said, connecting our pasts to build our future. And it just was something that kind of joined up the dots. It sounded correct. But as you were saying in, in that kind of little speech you did there, so many people that I have spoken to already know their passions in life because it was the things that they liked as a kid. And I talk about this so often because it's really struck me as amazing. And the people that are really doing great stuff and they're unique to themselves and they're authentic, when I talk to them and I ask them, were you doing the same kind of things as a five-year-old? Was it the kind of things that you loved doing as a 10-year-old? Pretty much yes. And it's fascinating to me that we know what our path is, we know what our passions are, but for some reason or other, we get sucked into responsibilities, into careers and all those kinds of stuff that's not aligned to what we were doing when we were little ones. And we should go back. Do you, do you find that a commonality across the globe in all the work that you sort of go in, that the truly unique people are pretty much almost playing like they were as little ones? You know, I'm not sure. Um, thinking about what you've said, though, I I think there's no question in my mind that every single person is unique. And I, I wasn't saying lightly that I think people are amazing. I I do. There is there's no one in this world who who isn't sitting right in the middle of their the intelligence, the creativity, the, the, the soulfulness, the spiritedness, and the, if you like, the, the potential, which is what I call it in my work, that they came here with, right? I think that takes a lot of expressions over our life. And so, there are some people for whom the expressions of that inner sense of themselves when they were children were very lined up. They were very aligned. So, they just, they loved things and those were the things that they did. Mm. And then some people continued to do them and some people forgot about those things. But I think the core of what that is, is that the, the core of who we are, uh, uh, here's something I really see. We love as people to be productive and creative and involved like we love to be we love to live our aliveness that's what we love as people now everybody came here with that aliveness i don't have to walk around the globe handing out cups of aliveness people have it right they may not be living it they may not be quite remembering it they may not be necessarily feeling alive in the moment 
But the fact the the fact is we we have that within us and we always have. We came here like, you know, when the little backpacks got handed out as you left, you know, as you left heaven or whatever and you arrived on earth, nobody didn't get one, right? Nobody went, Oh no, I forgot my you know, I forgot my rucksack. I came here without the ability to live life and and the intelligence to live my life. No, no, that didn't happen. So when you think of people that way, what you see is that some people forget about those core capacities. And some people remember. And when we remember them, at times it takes us back to what, oh yeah, that's how this used to be. I used to love horses, I still do. Yeah. And for other people it's like, I used to love horses and you know what, now I've realized that, I'm, that the thing that I loved about that was that it was nature. I loved being in nature. So it takes different expressions. And actually I think we're freer as human beings if we don't necessarily worry about the form in which the expression of our aliveness takes shape and if we let the form in which it takes shape be fluid sometimes it goes back to what we did and sometimes it bursts into something completely new but it is the same aliveness and will and desire to express and desire to live that trees have when they grow you know it's like you're growing that's what you're doing that's what you came here for right yeah <laughs> you're going and you know even if i cut you down as a tree what's gonna happen right even from the the stump the stub the stump of the tree what's going to happen it starts growing again something else grows it's like you're in the middle of life life is alive you are alive and we just get a little stuck on and forget that that's true and then we look at our lives and we go oh dang i'm a stump you know <laughs> for me can, you know that that's kind. That's how I see it. But you're not a stump, are you? You are. You're a redwood. You are growing taller and taller <laughs> and taller. You can just hear that you are alive. You, are, are you somebody that, when you look well, at your life, do you think to yourself, "Yes, you're playing to your strengths. You're doing exactly what you should be doing." I do feel that, and I feel that as a deep fulfillment and a deep satisfaction with my life. So here's the thing. You're never a stump. It, like every forest burn down, burns down and grows again. Like we were all made to recover from the stumpness. Okay, we're just going to invent a new word now. Here we are. I love it. We, we were made for down. that, right? You're made of life. It doesn't matter if you have a setback. You're made of life. You were born with the ability to overcome what comes your way, grow again, and do the and and, and and move on to the next. That's how you're made. We weren't we weren't made to turn into the sturdy tree that never ever nothing ever happens to. We were made to recover from the lightning. I mean, when I say we were made, what I I don't mean anything like um, that. I think that someone in the sky is fashioning us out of bits of clay and dropping us on a planet called Earth. I just mean like the the basic constitution of the human uh, of the human being right and this is just what we do you know everybody has this capacity to do this so if we worried less about the moments when we feel like we're in our stumpness and knew that we're hey i, I can get i i know i'll get over this that's how i'm made you know that's what we're all doing we're all doing it every day <laughs> 
have, have you always been like this, though, or have you, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to dwell on sort of darkness, but have you had times in your life that you you weren't aligned to your path? Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. So, I've had three careers in my life, and it's not for nothing. You know, I didn't sit down on my nice little project plan for my life. Like, here's my project plan made of light. You know, what will I do? Oh, for the first 10 years, I'll be a chef. And for the second 10 years, I'll be a conference interpreter. And for the next 10 years, I'll be a project manager and run a division at British Telecom. And Was you a chef? Move up the were you career actually a chef? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you were? I didn't do that. What happened was my life fell apart, and I found myself in a country where I didn't speak the language and I went, holy, you know, moly, I need a job, right? And I can't get a job unless I speak the language, so I better, I mean, it was a very practical recovery strategy (laughs) from, and I, I will tell you, I have lost everything I possess three different times in my life, like everything, and including Uh, And I really mean that. I mean, like, having a backpack, losing all my writing, um, losing all my clothing, losing all my paperwork, including, you know, my identity papers, everything, everything. So, I've had to rebuild from those moments, and I suppose that's the reason why I know that we're resilient as human beings, because I don't really feel like a special person. I don't feel like a specially equipped person. I don't think that's true. So, so have you come back stronger because you've had to rebuild? Are you like a sort of plant that you cut down and then it comes back even better than before? Well, if that were true, I don't know that I would have gone on to the next crash, right? Like, I think it's a little bit of a myth that we get better and better in every day in every way. Sorry, Augie. <laughs> if he listens, because <laughs> that's what he says when you ask him how he is. He says better and better every day in every way. <laughs> Just to bring back August Turek, I love you, Augie. Um, I don't actually think that's true. I think that we we are um, we have an ability for self-expression that can never be dampened and never be taken away and never be broken. This is what Viktor Frankl pointed to in *Man's Search for Meaning*: that you know the inner the the inner spirit or the inner makeup or whatever you want to call that life itself that lives in and through you doesn't get better and better it it already is the power of life and so you meet your challenges and you get the experience of you know being completely cut down and losing everything and you know I was in such a violent uh, marriage when I was 18 and moved to the UK 19 and moved to the UK that I had to flee the country to get away that was how I learned French you know, I had to flee uh, London because it was impossible to get away from this very violent person. So, you know, did I grow from that? Did I learn? Uh, in some ways, yes. And in some ways, I went on to repeat that again several times in different forms. And what I have learned through that process of knockdown stand-up is, oh, guess what? I, I have resiliency. And I've come to see that all people have that. But I don't know if they do, because I see so many people that maybe it's so deeply suppressed 
but they never ever show it and they're, they're they're almost like the walking dead and for years and years and years i worked up in the city of london and i mm-hmm. would commute every day to my job and i would come home and inside i had a, i had a passion i had a power i could feel it ever since i was 16 that i was going to do something that i would leave my mark and honestly at least i fingers crossed as much as i can possibly hope for this is going to be it this is going to be something that takes me across the globe and really helps people and changes lives and it's certainly already starting to do that but i used to sit next to people and i used to look at them and think god i don't want to be like that person they've sat there for 40 years and they're just like dead inside and they're dead outside as well they just kind of came in and they went through the motions and i can't imagine them having any resilience because there wasn't anything bad enough in their life to make them want to have that it was just like total numbness of their time and their career and their life does that make sense yeah but if that were true why would you waste your time trying to inspire people because where are they going to reach for the capacity to feel inspired and do what they do based on hearing people like me people like you people like Augie Turak right so I have I have something to offer about this if you want to hear it. But I want to hear everything you say. Okay. I had an insight one day about people, and I'm going to disagree with your idea that people are dead inside. Are people dead on the outside? Not, not everyone. Absolutely. No, not everyone. Just, just there's right. a, there, no, there's no, no, a no. They, proportion. Right, got it. Got it, got it. Well, we all see it, right? There's no question. You walk around the world, it won't take you very long. Go stand in a line at a coffee shop. It's not going to take very long to find somebody who looks like they're really, really like stunted and, and gone and living in a shell and walking around in their life like an automaton. I mean, it's just really not hard to find. But he, here's my, what my, my insight was. And I, I don't know. I'm not saying this is true. I'm just saying it's what I saw. And it has to do with the tree and the stumpness, which is why probably I use that example a lot. Uh, one day I was speaking with a client because I do, I do a lot of um, not only corporate trainings, which is really what I focus on, but I do do um, personal coaching with people. So I was talking to a client and this client was really, really, really having a hard time, a very long history of depression and a very, uh, just a very difficult, very difficult to... Um, see life any other way than, you know, from this experience of years of, of um, having a hard time. And I remember this person talking, and I was looking outside my window at this tree I'm looking at now, which is a eucalyptus tree. And uh, the city comes along, and they trim these trees regularly because they get very out of control. So, up as we as I was talking to this client looking out the window, along came the city truck. Now, the city trimmer, tree trimmers are not the most skilled tree trimmers. So, when they trim the trees, every time they trim the trees, I always think, oh, my God, where do they get these people, right? <laughs> Sorry, city of San Diego. Um, because they look like, uh, I don't want to swear on your show, they look like rubbish after they're done. And that would be a very nice word for what the trees look like when they get done hacking them to pieces and calling it tree trimming, okay? <laughs> so, this is what we're talking about. So, they're hacking at the tree. I'm like, oh, no, here we go. You know, this is, we're going to have to deal with this and look at this and it looks terrible. And suddenly it dawned on me, this is what your client is going through, that there is only one reason why I was looking at that tree and I was not feeling desperate about the future of the tree. And I bet you can guess what it is. 
well, I'm not feeling upset really about the future of this tree because what do I know about that tree? I know it's going to grow back, mm. right? I, I know that. So I really might, although I don't like looking at it and it looks like hell, um, there's something true about the fact that that tree is going to grow back. It's going to leaf again. It is now. I'm looking at it. It looks perfectly nice, right? But it didn't for many months. And here is what I saw about the human condition, that we look at the tree and we assess our lives at the moment in which they look really, really bad. Yeah. Like yeah. really bad. And that was what my client was doing. And I said, you know, I shared with her, I said, you know, I think what we're doing is we're looking at your life in this moment when it's cut to pieces. It looks terrible. And what we're forgetting is that this capacity for you to grow, this capacity for you to recover, this capacity, here's a human capacity you can't do anything about no matter how you were raised or what has happened to you in your life. You cannot break yourself from having a new idea at any time. You could have a new idea at any time about your life. You could have a new idea at any time about your day. You could have a new idea at any time about anything. And no one can take that from you, and no one can change that, and you can't change that about yourself, because that's how humans are. We get new ideas, we have new ideas all the time, and nothing can stop you from getting a new idea. Even, David, if I tie you to that tree, <laughs> gag you, leave you there with no water, I can't stop your mind from having a new thought, can I? No, I, I had many thoughts there. And it started, exactly. it started off all right, and then I thought she's going to leave me without any water. So, no. Yeah, it is really bad, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, this, this is what we're talking about when we're talking about pe the truth of people, what's inside people. So, that's why I don't ever see anyone as being a ruin inside. But outside, yeah. We make messes of our lives. I made a mess of mine many times. We undergo the worst hurricanes. We physically break. We mentally break down. But honestly, there is something in people. And if you really, really look, and believe me, I set out on a quest to look. I wanted to know. I wanted to know if we could be um, ruined, broken, destroyed on the inside. And I have found so far that... It, is, it isn't true. We can't be. All kinds of things get busted on the outside. But inside, there's something in people that we can count on and that, you know, we're using all the time. And, and it often comes in the form of those new ideas. That, that is life-affirming. And I want all the listeners out there to really focus in on that because it is powerful. I, I use a C word on this show and it's, it's comfort. And I think... When people are comfortable, a lot of the dreams that they have, they put on the back burner because they're just getting enough money. Things aren't bad enough to make it a go of stuff. But it's, mm -hmm. it's when it gets really bad in their life, it seems to me, I, I moved on when it got really bad. Everybody else I've spoken to, we call it our big dot, Elise. It's the time when you look back and you go, oh, God, that was a terrible time. I wish I hadn't had to go through it. But actually, looking back on it now, I'm glad I did go through that because that really mm. helped me move on. And I think a lot of people in that comfort zone can just move through year after year after year, having these dreams, these passions, these, these visions, 
simmering away until something comes along that shakes it all up and that's the big dot and and do you mm. have a big dot in your life when you look back do you is, is there a moment when or a series of moments when you kind of go yeah that was truly dreadful but i wouldn't be who i am now without it oh there's no question that fleeing the uk when i was 20 you know 20 years old a year into a a new marriage and a discovery you know that i'd made this terrible mistake um was a turning point in my life i mean i can count the things that came out of that i learned three languages which later took me to become an interpreter at the european parliament you know i worked at the parliament for 10 years and after i worked at the parliament i'm telling you i'd seen so much um and learned so much about people. You know, I'd seen really, really key political figures and worked very closely with them, you know, right next to them, whispering in their ears sometimes. And you come to see that, you know, people are people. There are, there are, there are um, those who care for others deeply and those who, who don't, whether they're mouthing the words or not and so i came to see uh, something about the world of politics that then i took into the corporate world and guess what the first thing somebody said to me when i joined the corporate world you know what you're going to hate the politics and i thought oh you got no idea how i can put up with the politics like that's the least of my worries and i thrived all through corporate life i thrived because the politics never i never gave it a second thought it was like yeah this is the way it go- this is the way it works you know i just had, was on to onto it fine with it so all these different things that many people told me were just horrendous and would be difficult weren't because because to some extent i thought of the experience that i that i have been through and of course i wanted to know more and what i've learned is guess what it wasn't just the experiences i went through they taught me things and lessons in life but what i discovered on my quest to see what humans are made of if there's any theme to my life it's kind of that that it wasn't the experience, the experiences shaped the form, but I was using something within myself throughout those experiences to pick myself up again and move forward. And it was that power and potential that I eventually got interested in, in my life and in teaching other people and, you know, training and and training in in corporations, which is where I focus because I really, really, I just, I don't want to see more dead people at work. It's not a good place unless you're a sort of a, an undertaker. Fun, if you're an it undertaker, sucks. that's what you want. Yeah, right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Right. You'd be. You know. So let's put the undertaker in business out of work. <laughs> we'll leave the real undertaker. Or well, let's put the undertaker at work out of work. That's a boom we don't business, need that. though, isn't it? That's a boom yeah. business. Never run out of dead people. <laughs> It doesn't serve anyone. I don't know why we're putting up with it. It doesn't serve the companies we work for. It certainly doesn't serve the human spirit. It doesn't serve the people. It's like, why do we think that this is okay? Just deadening ourselves by being busy, arriving at work, already behind on your day before you even open your email, answering the word, uh, the question, how are you with busy? Like, that's how you are. That, really? You're busy? That's That's how you are? That's who you are? Oh, my gosh. You know? Like you know now you're not more of a, you're not a human being you're your calendar right uh, we we can, why are we accepting this in life i have no idea why we're accepting this and <laughs> I, I i'm sitting here listening to you thinking yeah you're so on this why is my life out of whack at the moment because if you said to me are you busy i go 
God, I'm busy. I've got so much on my plate. But I'm trying to get to a point where, where when I quit my job, I quit my nine to five job because there was a, a manager there who was a complete cow, to be honest. And I decided I just could not work with her anymore. And I've told this story numerous times, but it really came down to the fact that I realized that my happiness was being dictated to by one person. And I wouldn't put up with that anymore. But um, when I left, Somebody said to me, what are you going to do with your life? And I said, I'm going to look at clouds. And they said, what do you mean by that? I said, I'm going to sort out my life so that when I want to have time to just reflect and and just be myself, I can do. And I'm not answering emails and rushing around like a lunatic. Um, at the moment, I'm rushing around like a lunatic more than I've ever done. But that that's my focus. And I think... Are you saying that everybody needs that in their time? They need that quietness. They need that time to disconnect from the emails, the TV and everything to really find themselves again? Well, I don't know what each individual needs. I know that we can, we do know from inside what we need. Like, for example, like you, I'm very, very busy. I've been up until three in the morning, three nights this week, finishing a, a third book. So, that's pretty busy, right? Not sleeping. Mm. But but I have a feeling of inner satisfaction and fulfillment during that. Now, if you're busy like a sh- busy busy like most of us are busy, and I used to be busy this way too. You know, I'm going to count myself in that group. Um, I didn't have a feeling of fulfillment, so I look at that. That's where I I put my attention. Like, okay, am I busy busy or am I busy satisfied? Right, and and once you put your attention on that, and you begin, it's like they say, awareness is the first step, right? Once you put your awareness there, something usually occurs to you about how to take care of yourself if you're in busy, busy, and not busy, satisfied, busy, fulfilled. I, I, th- I think you're spot on there. So, so what you, we're, we're saying to the listeners, if you're going, oh God, I'm busy then that's not a good place. But if you go, yes, I'm really busy and I'm loving every second of it, that's what we should be aiming for. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are busy on holiday and they absolutely love it. You know, like we went here and we did this and then we had lunch here and then we watched the sunset and we went a bottle of wine and then we walked down to the beach and it's like we did all this stuff. You know, their diaries are full, but they love it. And I talk to people, I know you've talked to people who've, who've come alive in this way and they talk about their work like, oh, yeah, we get up, we're building this company, we're doing this, we're doing that. Loving it. You know, I work with an entrepreneur right now, loving it, setting up a brand new type of banking system that's going to change the financial system and the, for the world. I mean, like he is, I don't think he sleeps more than a couple of hours and he is on fire. You know, it's just like not everyone wants to be on fire in that way, but everyone knows what's right for them. You know, everyone can know what's right for them if if you're not sure, it's for sure. And you might need to just listen to that more closely. But once you start listening in, you know, like I said, you, you can have a new idea about your life at any time. You know, listen, we're, we're listening to ourselves all the time. You and I go to lunch. I hope we will someday. Sit down at lunch. Do I ask you what I want for lunch? No, of course you By don't. the way, David, do you know what I want for lunch? No, we don't. Right? I know. I reach inside. I know. Ah, do I want the tuna? Do I want the chicken? Or am I going to just eat vegetarian today? Like, I find a way and it comes up from inside. And guess what? Everything you need to know about your life can come to you in that same way. You're doing it now. It's not something new. You got to learn. You know how to do it. You got to tune into it. 
and maybe we get too busy to recognize the signs, but I've never met anyone who said, you know, afterwards, I knew I, like, I knew I shouldn't have gone out with that person. I knew we shouldn't have done that business deal. I had a feeling in my gut that this was definitely not going to work out the way I had expected, but I went ahead anyway. If you've had that ordered off a menu, you are already equipped with what you need to know to live your life. You may not be hearing it, but you've got the equipment and it, it ain't broken. I love listening to you. Do you know that? I, <laughs> I, I'm almost forgetting that I need to ask the next question. I'm just sitting there bathing in your, in your passion and your enthusiasm. I'm, I'm going to play a little clip now. And this is something that I've, I've started playing on the shows. And um, it was it was a kind of it was a, a, a clip that I heard on the internet, and it's from Jim Carrey, the comedian, the American comedian. And he did a speech recently, and it was really imp- inspiring to me. And I've just taken this section from it. I'm not sure if you've heard this, Elise, and if you haven't, just listen to this. How true is the words of Jim Carrey here? My father could have been a great comedian, but he didn't believe that that was possible for him. And so he made a conservative choice. Instead, he got a safe job as an accountant. And when I was 12 years old, He was let go from that safe job, and our family had to do whatever we could to survive. I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which was that you can fail at what you don't want, so you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Is that brilliant or what? (laughs) Well, you have goosebumps, you know, that's really, he's a a very um, thoughtful, uh, mindful person. He has a very interesting charity, I'm not remembering the name of it right now, that um, is out to create, you know, um, address the, f- the food shortage in the world. He's really a committed, interesting guy. So, as, as far as what he said, yeah, there you go. You know, that, so here's what I would say. What he, he looked at his life and he had an insight about his life, right? He had a new idea. He went, you know what? If you can do what you hate, and fail at that, you might as well do what you love. Now, this is exactly what I'm talking about. You, you know, to have an insight from, from within yourself by looking at your life and seeing, you know what, this is what I see. Now, maybe we just don't ever stop and do that. Or maybe when we do it, we, don't, we discount what it's telling us. That's really what most people do. They go, yeah, I knew, but pff, I didn't listen to myself, right? Yeah, well, yeah. start listening to yourself. Nobody knows like you know. I don't know for you. You don't know for me. I'd love you to tell me, David, I'm sure. But go try and tell somebody what they should do. Do they want to know? No. We don't even want to know. I've tried to tell my wife many times. That's right. So we don't want to know, but we still insist on giving advice. We do know from inside, but we don't listen. Paradox. It is it's bizarre. I'm going to play the Steve Jobs speech as well because that, that really is the theme of the show. And I think the two really come from different angles, but they're saying the same thing as well. You know, with Jim Carrey he's saying, you know, just find something that you love and give it a go. But Steve sort of takes it in a slightly different angle. So this is a speech that he did back in 2005 and really is the sort of um, the message behind Join Up Dots. This is Steve Jobs. Of course, it was impossible to connect the dots looking forward when I was in college, but it was very, very clear looking backwards 10 years later. Again, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. 
Because believing that the dots will connect down the road will give you the confidence to follow your heart even when it leads you off the well-worn path. And that will make all the difference. Do you believe in those words or is it a load of old tosh? I was thinking as he was saying, no, it's not a load of tosh. But he, but here's the thing, you know, and you, we kind of talked about, you know, what you'd tell your smaller self, right? What are you going to trust, right? Nobody's told you that within you there is a fountain of new ideas, beautiful urges, and a direct line to exactly what's going to be right for you. And that is what you want to trust. We all got trained away from trusting the voice inside. So, you know, I would say to my, if I could get a message across, you know, to little, little Elise, <laughs> I would say, you know, get familiar with the feeling inside of you of what's right for you. Because you were born with the ability to know what's right for you and to know your path. We've taken on a false idea that we don't know our path or we can't know it. And Steve Jobs is right. You can't know the future. You don't know what it's going to bring. But that's unimportant because the equipment that you were given to, to make your way through life, which includes your ability to understand what's going on around you, your ability to recover from setbacks as they come along, but more than anything, your deep, deep ability to hear yourself deeply, to hear information from an intelligence within you that tells you this is right for me, is a very clear voice within all people. What happens as we get older is we get trained away from listening to it, initially because for very innocent reasons, very, very... Um, very innocent reasons. Parents are trying to protect us. Teachers are trying to teach us. People we come across are trying to help us. But they often help us by giving us their best idea about life, telling us what they did and therefore what we should do, and telling us to listen to them instead of ourselves. That's a misdirection. It's a misdirection, and when we take it, we get lost. When we take other people's paths, that's what happened to Jim Carrey's father. He took someone else's path. Someone who someone said, this is the safe path. Well, guess what? He learned it wasn't the safe path. Now, Steve Jobs is no different from you and me. He followed a voice inside. Now, if you think you came here without that voice inside, you are sorely mistaken. You did not. You came with the same voice inside telling you what's good for you. And what you want to do in life is only one thing. Make it your best friend. Just make it your best friend. Listen to it. Follow it. Get familiar with it. Put your arms around each other and make your way through life. Because that is not going to lead you the wrong way. It is going to take you down many paths that may not turn out. But when you get there, guess what? It's got a new idea waiting for you about where to go next. There is no such thing as a perfect human life. It isn't. We aren't 
meant to have that. It, it We are. Life is rich and gorgeous. And I have been through many awful things and survived them all. I'm talking to you. There's the proof. But I never knew this. I never knew I could listen to myself in this way, in this deep, deep way. And I think life will be very different for those of us as we go forward who do. So, for me, for you, for everyone, that is what I would say, you know. Become yourself in this way by befriending the voice in you that knows what's right for you and feels it. Everything that I've done in my life over the last six months or seven months even, that has terrified me. I now look at it and go, that was exactly the thing that I should have done. And for many years, I would have played within my comfort zone. But now, because I'm building a future, and to be honest, I've taken you know such a jump off a cliff and salary and all that kind of stuff, I've got to make this work. It's got to work. But that kind of fear of failure and that fear of moving into um, new opportunities has kind of blended into almost like a compass to me. And when I see those those moments, I think, oh, oh, this is this is too much for me, or this guest is going to be too big for me, or all those kind of self-limiting thoughts, and I push through. I, I'm just moving into clearer and clearer paths. And you're absolutely right. It's my body telling me when something is right for me, and generally it will seem scary. <laughs> You see, the compass is a great metaphor for it because compasses move back and forth, don't they? They don't just go north, northeast. They mm. go wobble, 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 wobble. You know, um, planes when they're in the air making their making way their way to a destination are flying off course something like ninety five percent of the time, right? We just get worried about that. It's not a problem. You know, it's not a problem that we are off course because if you have the compass and you are, you guys are best friends, you know how to read it, why, you don't worry about it, right? You wait till the arrow settles down and goes this way, right? What we don't recognize is what's the feeling, what's the inner feeling, and if it's in your body, great for me, it's not always in my body as such, but there is a feeling of rightness that I have. You know, and I, I would suggest, you know, if you, if you ever have moments when you think, you know, I knew. And I knew. Well, get back to that moment and start to recognize what that feels like for you. What was that moment when you knew? And how could you use that in your life more? Because it is giving you information. It's like we've got the compass is working all the time. We just are getting freaked out by the f fact that it's wobbling. I was speaking to a gentleman on episode 82 and I've, I've mentioned him numerous times because he, he was one of these guys I thought this is unbelievable and he has this concept in his life and when he was younger he was a complete scaredy cat and he, he just wouldn't do anything at all and he couldn't even get a job in blockbusters you know he would sweat in the interview yeah. and they were saying to him well if you can't even get through the interview here how are you going to deal with a job so he came to a realisation that he was never going to have a job he just had to support himself and he he has now got this this kind of tagline to his life where he says the bigger i dream the easier it is to achieve because so few people have got those same dreams and are willing to push through and he gave me examples that just blew my mind you know he, mm. he's, he's going up to space with richard branson and and all these kind of amazing things in his life and he said it's just i have this idea i jot it down to about five or six points and i start working on it and people give up 
and they and I just keep on moving past them, and then suddenly it's there, and I do it, and it's it's great, unbelievable. Mm. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's actually more common than you would realize. If we we just give up really early, that those things would be much more common if we just, you know, like you know, he had an insight, like I was talking about. He had a new thought. He had an insight about his life. He knew to follow it. He he knew. He does follow it. What he does is he doesn't let the noise get in the way. He just doesn't let the noise get in the way. And honestly, if you get really connected with the sense of yourself, you get less and less willing to let the noise get in the way because it doesn't feel good mm. when you're not on your direction, right? And I, I, I don't think there's any substitute. Like, there's no kind of substitute. It would be a really poor substitute to have a perfect life, Right, that that would just be a really poor substitute for this beautiful, flexible, soulful, deep, intelligent way of living life and experiencing everything life has to offer, including some of the you know the 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 off track moments, you know the off piste moments. Right, they're they're really not problematic when you know what the center feels like. Yeah, you just stop worrying about them. They just stop becoming a big deal. You stop stopping your life because you're not bothered. So you really got to get a perspective of a bigger, like a bigger sense of things with you listening to yourself at the center and really getting familiar with this feeling at the center. Because I, I think having a, a nicely planned out perfect life that never went wrong wouldn't be nearly as much fun, actually, you know, but that's just my opinion, man. <laughs> well, th that's exactly what Steve Jobs was saying, isn't it? See? Uh, uh, you know, he took it from me. <laughs> he did. He, he took it exactly from you. He was just waiting for that moment. But it, it was. It was just looking in yourself, having that faith, having that trust. And when you hit a closed door, try another door and then another door. And then you'll find one that opens up. And it may not be the path that you originally thought, but it's more likely than not to be a good place that you end up because you're trying different things. And, uh, you know, I, I'm absolutely blown away by the success, success of this yeah. show. It's just me on a mic yeah. connecting with people that is connecting and joining up dots. If, if you look on the sort of the, um, the, the symbol of it, it's got these dots going around the world. And yeah. my very first thought of it was, wouldn't it be great to actually connect the world and build a network? And then I sort of banished it. I thought, no, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. That's just stupid. That's too big for me. And it was, it was too frightening. But as the show's starting taking place, and I am doing that, I'm starting to think, my God, this is amazing. What can, where can I take this? And I'm buying into what Eric James was saying, that the bigger the dream, the easier it is. And I'm trusting myself and I'm having faith in the abilities and stuff. But I don't think I could have got into that unless I started on that path and started moving. You've got to have that courage, haven't you? That, that commitment to actually take the first few steps. Yeah, and that's, that's what people are trying to add to themselves. They're trying to add courage to themselves and they're trying to add commitment to themselves. You don't have to do that when you um, reach inside for your own um, guidance from within and you make it your focal point to get familiar with that because it's always guiding you live in the moment. So you don't need these add-ons. They become the byproducts of your... Like confidence is a byproduct of knowing who you are. It's not... A great add-on to your life it, it's pointless as an add-on 
you know you'll you'll get it and you go oh t- dropped it damn it <laughs> you know I, I forget it right but but when you're when you're really knowing like really let it sink in that it is true it is it's not just more than likely that you're going to end up it is freaking guaranteed it is more than true that within all people we have a sense of what is right for us there is a deep intelligence within people and you have touched it i guarantee or you would not know what your compass was saying to you you have the ability to interpret that for yourself in your own way and i just think that we get freaked out because we start looking at what's actually happening in the moment, then we forget to look back at, okay, if you navigated by your sense of inner direction, it would always take you toward that way. You'd always end up at your destination. We just think a destination looks like something. Okay, it's got to be this, right? So you you looked at it connecting the dots all the way around the world and got a little freaked out. Mm. That's what we do. But if you just go forward with it, it's like, this is right. I know this is right. This is happening. I'm following it. Yeah, I'm checking in. I know. It ends up happening because, you know, and it, it may not happen in that form. It may actually happen in a much bigger form than you could imagine. And guess what? You can handle it. I think I can. I think I can. And I think I, I wrote <laughs> down what you were saying. Confidence is a byproduct of being who you are. And I, I think if I was going to have a tagline to this show, I think that would be it. You know, that, that, that mm. is what I want the listeners out there, the guys on the buses, on the trains, going into jobs that they're, they're not keen on or they're in relationships that they're not happy with. Have confidence in yourself because you have got the ability to create a better life for yourself. And it's not going to kill you leaving that boyfriend who's not very nice to you. And it's not going to kill you leaving that job. There's other jobs. And they may not all be perfect straight away, as Elise is saying, but you are taking control of your own life and your own actions. And by doing that constantly, you will build up that confidence in yourself, won't you? I don't quite agree with what you said. I love you, but I don't agree with what you've said. Isn't that interesting? It's my show, Elise. It's my show. I know. <laughs> I, love, I love what you've said, and it is very common. And here, here is what I would say. You, go you know, honestly, do we think there is a deep intelligence in people that we can follow? Do you think there's a deep intelligence in you that you can tap into? Do you know what to order on a menu? Do you feel what, you know, do you know that that's in you? If you do, if you have some sense of that, and you begin to tune in deeply to an intelligence that you that is bringing forth like a fountain new ideas all the time when you're not messing with yourself when you're not telling yourself i need confidence when you're not trying to convince yourself that you need to like a person you don't whatever it is that you're doing in your head when you're not in your head it's there and if we think that's true the one thing you could do for yourself that would take care of all the rest would be to tune into it. It would take care of it. It would take care of confidence. You wouldn't need to practice. You wouldn't need to get. You wouldn't need to be a better person. You, you just would. You could drop all the self improvement stuff. You know. I'm sorry. It's just like if it's true. Now, if it's not true, 
then that's a whole nother deal. You're going to need confidence and tools and stuff to take you through life. You're going to need practice. You're going to need, you know, your meditation to calm you down. But if not, if it is true and people are made of something more, and and I think that we are because I keep investigating, I keep looking, and I, it's um, it's amazing. This is where we started. We're amazing. You know, reach in and see. But people it's are scared to do there. that, though, aren't they? They're, they're scared sure, to look sure, inside yeah. themselves. Yeah, because that, and that was the most common thing I got asked. The most common question I got after this asked after saying something like this is, yeah, you know, but how am I going to recognize it? You know, how am I going to know? Because I get confused all the time. Like, I think I have this option and that option, and I don't know how to decide. And so, there is a, a, come, a getting to know, because believe me, if you're... 20, 30, 40, or even 15, you've spent at least 15 years of your life being trained away from this. You've been trained to listen to other people, to look at the world and get scared, to not, to not know what to do, to ask the experts, to rely on other people. And I, I think it's a radical thing that I'm saying, that we have an inner, an inner wisdom within us that that carries us through life and I think if you look at every if I really look at every moment in which I crashed and burned what helped me out and there were certainly a few people who took me by the arm and honestly honest to God I I still I I love them and I have been blessed by them because that when I was in the at the worst of my worst I had people who took care of me and then inside of me something would kick in and said you know you need to do this next you need to do that next you need to get a job you need to leave the country you need to take care of yourself right I was getting really good information from inside and when I started listening to it my life started to work again and then I would move off and think oh you know it'll be okay I'll do this thing I don't really want to do I, you know it's all right and so I didn't train myself to listen to it I was hearing it and I could probably go back over my life and find every single time when it was like yeah I knew I boy did I know and I didn't do it well what if we just started getting to that and not having those moments after when we have to go, yeah, you know, I knew. <laughs> it's powerful, isn't it? And, yeah, and it goes for, like, I navigate now by this so much so that I say, you know what, I ain't got a reason why I'm not doing that, except I don't, I'm not, it's not, it doesn't feel like my my thing. It doesn't feel like the way I've got used to feeling inside, the way I've got used to checking in with what's going on in there. And I won't, I'll, I don't have logical reasons for not doing things, but I won't do them because I can feel inside that they don't, they don't work for me. And boy, that's been the hardest part of it, is actually saying, why am I, I don't know why. I don't have a reason. We've got used to using this intellect and this logical mind to figure out our lives. It's not really that good at it. It's really good at some things. It's like freaking fantastic for some things. If I put my logical mind to a project plan, it is all over that like, <laughs> like you know, it's the atom. I've got it. You know, I got everybody clear the floor. I'm, you know, I got it. So, but it's terrible at running my inner life. Terrible. And so I just needed to learn that I had an inner, an inner sense of what was good for me and learn to listen to it. And honestly, I think that's the companion for life that we all need. 
I, lo- I love that. I really do. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm aware that this is going to become one of our longest shows, but I could let this go on for two or three hours. I really could. <laughs> but uh, what I want to do, I know you've touched on Little Elise beforehand, but this is the end of the show now, and this is the sermon on the mic, and this is when I send you back fully in time to have a one-on-one mm. with your younger self. So I'm going to play the music, and when it fades out, I'm going to remain totally quiet, and this is when you're up. This is the sermon on the mic. Here we go with the best bit of the show. The sermon on the mic. The sermon on the mic. So this is Elise Coit talking to her younger Elise. Um, I'm aware of just an incredible amount of love and well wishes for this part of me. And I want to reverse the learning of the world right now. I want to like make the planet spin the other way. Because what's about to happen in the younger Elise's life is going to train her away from the one thing that she needs to live her life. So, my dear, from this point forward, everyone is going to try and get you to listen to them. Everyone is going to have an answer for your life. Everyone is going to have a beautiful experience that happened to them, that taught them something wonderful and lovely and true. Or they're going to have a terrible experience that taught them something horrific and painful and difficult and to be avoided. And out of love for you, they will want to give you those things that you should avoid, those things that you should do, out of what they saw for themselves. And what I want you to see more than anything else in the world is that there are no answers for you there. The way the people who will tell you how to live their lives, how to live your life, learned to live their lives was by hearing something within themselves that gave them the strength to go forward, that got them through the difficult time, that got them to the place where they wanted to be. And they cannot give that to you. That's impossible. They can't give you their strength. They can't give you their wisdom. They can give you their words, and it sounds like they'll work, but they don't. They do not. So do not listen, and do not follow. And do not try to be anything else other than the deepest wisdom that comes from within you. And where that will take you, I don't know. And what your life will be like will probably be a constant touching base with something that no one around you is probably listening to for themselves. So you're probably on a path that won't have a lot of company, although you'll meet some people who do know what I'm talking about. So 
So you have this within you. You have a compass that guides you through your life, and it has a feeling to it. And it feels deep, and it feels true, and it feels right. And when you feel it, you'll know. And the journey of your life is to come into friendship and companionship with that part of yourself so that it can take you through everything that is to come. And with that with you, you cannot fail to get where you're going at any particular time because it is always alive and living in you in the moment and responding to the situations that come. So you don't have to worry about what's coming because it's going to take you through. It has an unbounded amount of new ideas for you. It has an incredible depth of feeling, which you will participate in. And there is an amazing amount of knowing about the direction of your life that lives in you, and you'll recognize it when it is there. And the only job you have in life is to follow it. That's it. To recognize it, to know it, to live it, to follow it, to be with it, to be true to it. And no one can give this to you, but here's the best thing, no one can take it from you. No matter what happens to you, no matter what occurs, no matter who comes along, no one can break this in you. And so I wish you well on a beautiful journey. Amazing. With an it. <laughs> Amazing stuff there. Did you think the young Elise would have listened to that? I think so. I think so. Because every time someone talks to me from a deeper feeling about what's true about life, I listen. I can feel it within myself. There's like a resonance. And, um, of course, we think our way out of that and we lose touch with it and we get all busy in our heads and forget about it. But we can't fail to recognize what's true. So, somewhere inside that would hit. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's going to hit with a load of our listeners, thousands of our listeners. <laughs> um, and for all the people that have become inspired by you today and uh, they can't fail to be inspired, how, how is the best way that they can connect with you? Um, the best way to connect with me, because I'm really bad about being on Facebook and things like that, is uh, I, I ha we have a website. Our company is True Change Consultants, and you can reach me at Elise at True Change Consultants anytime. Um, so, uh, either through the website or directly. My name is spelled E-L-E-S-E. But if you're more interested in my personal writing, my website is elise at elisecoit.com, and you can reach me through there, too. And that's my sort of personal blog. Um, other than that, the social media that I'm on the most is LinkedIn. And, um, well, and so that's... Uh, we'll, we'll put all the links on the show notes so that people can <laughs> connect with you. And honestly... Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending time with us today, joining up those dots of your life. It's been absolutely amazing to have you on. And please come back again when you have more dots to join up. Because Thank I you. believe that by joining up those dots and connecting our past, it's really the best way to build our futures. Elise Coit, 
Thank you so much. Thank you, David Ralph, and for your beautiful work in the world. Thank you. David doesn't want you to become a faded version of the brilliant self you were once. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Join Up Dots, brought to you exclusively by podcastersmastery.com, the only resource that shows you how to create a show, build an income, and still have time for the life that you love. Check out podcastersmastery.com now. David doesn't want you to become a faded version of the brilliant self you were once to become. So he's put together an amazing guide for you called the eight pieces of advice that every successful entrepreneur practices, including the two that changed his life. Head over to joinupdots.com to download this amazing guide for free. And we'll see you tomorrow on Join Up Dots.